Hello, hello, hello out there. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show. And today I'm super excited. This is episode 35 and we will be discussing the comfort zone. And here's the big question. Is it blocking your greatness? Let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We want to welcome you to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show where we have amazing leaders, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, um, coaches. We get together and we have a conversation and we really bring forward information to help you uh, achieve whatever you want to achieve in your life and to help leaders uh, lead a more stress-free life. So in today's episode, uh, episode 35, we are going to talk about the comfort zone. I know, right? It's just one of those topics we've got to jump into and have a great conversation. But the big question is, is the comfort zone blocking your greatness? Let me bring up my amazing, amazing panel for today. And we are going to get rolling and get into our conversation. So uh, good morning, everyone. Before we do our introduction, let me just do a quick bit of housekeeping for us. You guys know how this goes. So if you're out there, um, first, tell us where you're watching from. Don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. And the big ask. If you're watching live on replay, listening on podcast, share the episode. There's someone out there that would benefit uh, from hearing this information just like you will. And don't forget to comment. Put your comments down. You know that we bring your comments into the conversation. It really does help power our discussion. We respond to those directly live and on air. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm the host for the show. I am a recovering stressed out leader. And... I laugh every time I say that, but it's the truth. Today, I help leaders and entrepreneurs uh, decide that it is time to stop the madness and become more stress-free. Also help organizations move towards a stress-free culture. If you want to learn more about that, you can visit thestressfreeleader.net. So today in my cup, I'm actually on the road today, which is interesting. This is the first time um, I've been on the road since all of this stuff started. And so today I just have a basic little cup of hotel coffee, nothing real special going on here. Just, just the basics, as they say. <laughs> I know, I feel bad. Usually I have some ginger or some turmeric or some something, right? Um, so today it's just hotel coffee. So that's what's in my cup. So let's do our introductions. We're going to start with our guest this morning. Our guest joining us today is Robert McPhee. Robert, tell us a little bit about you and tell us what you got in your cup. Okay. Uh, I'm Robert McPhee. I'm getting to hang out with three powerful women this morning, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I'm the founder of an organization called Excellent Decisions, where we help leaders make decisions based on their vision and values instead of all the stress and pressure that we're faced with in today's world. And in my cup, I was sharing this with Rhonda, I've got my cool cup that my daughter gave me. It's because uh, I'm the black sheep in our family. So it's my little black sheep cup from New Zealand. <laughs> 
and it's filled with emergency this morning because I'm focusing on my health in this crazy COVID world that we're living in. So wonderful. <laughs> I need that cup. <laughs> you need that cup, Ross. <laughs> Are you trying to say you're the black sheep? No, you're definitely not the black sheep for us. So how about that? Okay, thank you. <laughs> So speaking of that, let's go to you, Ms. Roz. Tell us who you are like we don't already know, and then tell us what you got in your cup. Well, for those of you who don't know, I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaking companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. Yes. So to, this morning, I have the great pleasure of being with one of my favorite clients. I've been with her for six years and I had to work a double. So her husband said it was okay for her to listen in. So um, other than that, good morning. Good morning. Oh, and, and I, I'm like Rhonda this morning. I have coffee because I'm trying to keep my eyes open. <laughs> That was an excellent decision, right, Robert? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, those doubles, Roz. I've been there and done that. So I know how that is. Thank you so much. Good evening to you, Marae in the Down Under. Good evening. Hi, is everybody today? It's uh, it's a great day. So my name is Marae. You should know me by now. I'm the greatness engineer and I'm an engineer by background, but now I'm doing a different kind of engineer and engineering greatness, helping people to understand and become the, the best version of themselves. And I do that under the Marae Tulekima Global Leadership Organization. And I also have a show called The Greatness Engineering Hour, which is uh, a fantastic show, I think. So good morning, everybody. Good. And what you have in your cup? So what I have in my cup is lemongrass. So I'm having some lemongrass before going to bed later. Oh, nice. That sounds delicious. And so we've got um, Hillary out there. Hello, Hillary. Thanks for tuning in. Hillary's in Chicago uh, while checking out the show. And uh, so we're going to jump into our conversation now. So I'm really excited about today's discussion. This is something um, that we always find ourselves having a conversation about. So I'm interested um, to see where we take this today uh, for our listeners and how we're able to help them uh, with this particular topic. So today we're talking about the comfort zone. And uh, Eliza uh, is out there too. Hey, Eliza, great to see you. Love that recovering stressed out leader. Oh, listen, that is so me, right? <laughs> I am proud. It sounds like I might be an AA. Hi, my name is Rhonda Williams, and I'm a recovering stressed out leader. <laughs> Hi, Rhonda. <laughs> Lisa's from Geneva. So um, we are actually planning to go to Switzerland and visit Lisa. And we want to do an episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show from there. So Lisa, we have not forgotten about that. Uh, and then uh, Maria is out there. Hey, Maria. And Maria's in, in the Netherlands. We got to get there too, Maria. Uh, I use a lot of Netherlands backgrounds because they're so beautiful. So thanks for tuning in. So here's how I want to start our conversation today. Um, as we think about the comfort zone, I want to first start by asking each of you to define it, right? So let's put some context for, for folks out there. How do you define a comfort zone? Just in your own, doesn't have to be technical, but when you think of the comfort zone, how do you describe it? What does it mean to you? So Robert, let's start with you. How do you define the comfort zone? 
Well, I feel like I have a little bit of an unfair advantage here because defining the comfort zone is really a core part of the work that I do. And I feel like when people do understand what a comfort zone is, it gives them a great opportunity to actually break out of it that they don't have when they don't understand what it is. So in my work, the way we define a comfort zone is when our self-image, our beliefs about who we are and what's important to us matches the results that we're getting in our life. So if we believe that we're not a very healthy person and we look in the mirror and we see somebody who doesn't look very healthy, even though we're not happy, we're actually comfortable. So when we have a self-image, a belief about who we are, and it matches the results we're getting, that's where we're comfortable, where it's familiar to us. That's how I define it. Mm, very cool. Okay. So when that belief matches the results and what we're seeing in our lives. So Roz, what about you? How do you, how do you define a comfort zone? This is my comfort zone when I don't have any human contact at all. <laughs> <laughs> So we're making her very uncomfortable right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. No. Okay. And, and, and you know, the, the reason why I say that is because seven days a week, usually I am, you know, intimate, very intimate with, with people and they're not, you know, supposed to be their comfort zone. I have to come into their zone. So mm -hmm. for me to, you know, not have any human contact, not look at body parts and it's just me. <laughs> It's wonderful, honey. I know, I know that's right. Ooh, don't be looking at those body parts, Roz. Okay, so Marie. <laughs> so after, after that, it's difficult. Yes, uh, I mean, for me, I look at comfort zone from a fear point of view. So for me, being in my comfort zone is being in a place where I have no fear and I feel really free uh, and not uh, not really, you know, and. I have the balance and uh, it doesn't mean that I'm happy, but um, I feel good and I don't feel like, you know, I, I, I have some fear. So that's how I, I define the comfort zone. Wonderful. So, you know, it's interesting as I just think a general way that I tend to describe the comfort zone is when I am in a state that I am feeling, um, it, it feels familiar, right? Mm -hmm. It feels just like um, I, I like you said, Marie, there's not fear there. There's, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of can predict what, mm -hmm. what's going to happen, what the outcomes will be. That tells me that I'm in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to just um, see if I can share this um, just to set a little bit more context here of, of where we want to go with this. So I love this quote. And this quote says, we cannot become what we want to be by remaining what we are. Hmm. And that is Max Dupree. Hmm. So when I think about the comfort zone, one of the first things that come to mind is, where is it that you really want to go? What is it you really want to be? Right. And that should be able, to, that should be that place that starts that discussion and that sort of that little disruption in you, the, the beginning of that tension, right? That says, mm -hmm. I want to be over here, but yet I'm here. How the heck do I get over there? Do I just walk across the street? Do I build a bridge? Do I get a boat? Like how do I get from here to there becomes that source of comfort for me. So 
Um, so Lisa says she's looking forward to welcoming uh, us in Switzerland. Yes, we are coming. Just just hold on. We're coming. And uh, Maria said, yes, come on down. Look, we got you guys. Get it's your just passport. next door. Right. We got a lot of places <laughs> to go. Uh, thumbs up, Roz. And then, um, hey, Dr. Sarah, how are you? Great. Thanks for tuning in. She says, hey, everyone from Maryland. She's really she's really my sister from Philly. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a play sister, but not my real sister, but we're, we're both from the Philly area. Um, so let's talk more about this. So now that we've sort of defined the comfort zone, how do you know when it's time to create that shift in you? If you are comfortable and you're just in, in this zone, as we like to say, how do you know it's time to begin creating a shift in yourself, in your life, your career? Um, how do you know it's that time? Marae, let's start with you. What gives us that indication? I mean, there, there are two ways. Uh, one way can be, you know, you, you can be forced to, to move because it can be an event. I don't know, you, you lose somebody or you lose your job or you, uh, you're sick or anything. So in, in a way, it can be an event pushing you to go, you know, to the next level and, and get out of your comfort zone. Another way is when you start to reflect and, you know, like you said, you know, you, you want to accomplish certain things and you just realize you're not there and you start to look at how can I get there and take the right steps and prepare yourself to, to, uh, to, to really, you know, push yourself to be able to, to get, you know, where you want to be. So two ways, I, I think, you know, it, there's the natural way, which is really where you are in control of the process. And then there's the other way where you're not in control, something just come your way and you have to move. That's such a really, that's such a great point, Marie. And Roz, mm -hmm. there are times when, when you get forced Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone. And I think when you mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone, you can either use that as an opportunity for up leverage, mm -hmm. right? To, mm -hmm. to then move to that next place. Or some people um, do tend to get stuck a little bit. You know, when mm -hmm. you're forced out of that, it can be a place where, you know, you have all of these intense emotions and you can't really move. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I got pushed out of my comfort zone when I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, wow, what is, what is this? I, I was unfamiliar with this. But you know what? Uh, great things have happened for me since. So, Roz, mm -hmm. you know, what about getting uh, moving out of that comfort zone? And, and if you're pushed, you know, or maybe you do it the natural way and you decide that you're ready to move. You know, sometimes when, when, when we are trying to be pushed out of our comfort zone, we don't want to be pushed out of our comfort zone. And sometimes we want to, uh, I had a friend of mine that kept saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm stuck in this place. I'm stuck in this place, but you're not taking any action to, to make that situation change. And so sometimes people uh, want to claim the victim mentality and just want to sit in it and procrastinate mm -hmm. and then wallow in it. Uh, for me, I'm not like that. When I get to a point to where I have this bad feeling, I'm not, something is just not, feeling right. I can't describe it. I can't put my hand on it, but I know it's time for me internally to do a change so that externally I can take an action. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm physically sick, but you know, um, they call it that mother wit, that, 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 that second, um, 
site that, you know, that, you know, whatever comes in and lets you know that, hey, something is not right. Um, sometimes other people actions will also let you know you need to get out of your comfort zone, because if people keep treating you the same way, you get the same result then mm-hmm. you need to change so that they can treat you different. So there's a couple of things I know for me right. that uh, help help me, uh, that pushes me forward. Failure is another thing that mm-hmm. takes me out of my comfort zone and pushes me. You know, uh, it, it, it used to be, you know, we've talked about this. We were never taught how to fail. We were only yeah. taught how to mm-hmm. succeed. But failure is also an opportunity to succeed, to reset. So I've used failure as a way to, you know, to push for so those those are my little tidbits. Thank you so much. That's great. Um, you know, uh, Lisa says when you can be yourself as well. I feel sometimes I need to show a different face for different situations like work and home. Mm-hmm. That's also a way. Um, you know, I think when you can see whether or not you're in your comfort zone, um, triggers can also mm-hmm. be angry anger or abuse can also be another way that you know it's time to move out of your comfort zone. And then Sebastian's out there. Hey, Sebastian, thanks for tuning in. And says, you have to be ready to take risks and go into a space where you never thought you would. Uh, You only grow with the experience. So Robert, talk about that a little bit. Talk about the different experiences and how they contribute to us being in or outside of our comfort zone, um, failure and other events. I just I'm finding it so interesting in this conversation that, you know, you're you're doing the stress free leader emphasis and we're talking about getting people out of their comfort zone where they're going to be uncomfortable and experiencing some of this stress. Um, But on the other side of that really is, you know, we get outside of our comfort zone, we try new things. It really is the pathway to getting to that place of of stress free. Mm -hmm. And and I totally agree with what Murray said about there's really two ways that this happens. One is sometimes feels like out of our control. It's those external influences in our life. And, you know, we can have to change and have to do things differently because of circumstances. And I think it's a really good thing to remember. The emphasis of my work tends to be on the other side of of what she said about when we make decisions that we want to change, when we choose to change. And, And in my experience, and again, my work, excellent decisions is about making decisions and living your life in alignment with your vision and your values. And and I think one of the big drivers for us to get out of our comfort zone is when we become aware and we realize that we're not living our life in alignment Mm -hmm. with our values and our vision Mm -hmm. and what's really important to us. So sometimes that realization, if if it really is important to us, is enough to get us to be willing to get into whatever space it is that we're uncomfortable and experience the resistance that we, you know, keeps coming up in our conversation. When we get outside of our comfort zone, there's resistance. There's a very real mm-hmm. feeling like I just want to go back to where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I want to go back to what's familiar. Mm-hmm. And, and Roz had a great example. Like even when we're not happy, like it's not mm-hmm. working for us, but we're yeah. still comfortable. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's so much juice in the conversation about that. No, I love that, and and I love that piece that you added at the end. Even when you're not happy. So the comfort Mm -hmm. zone, let's be real clear about this. The comfort zone is not about happiness. It is Mm -hmm. simply about comfort. And and the other piece that you mentioned is, you know, in terms of being stress-free, how stressful is it to be in the state where you don't want to be? 
where you want, you have goals and aspirations and dreams and all of those things, you might be familiar and comfortable where you are, but it's not really where you want to be. And that mm -hmm. in and of itself tends to bring a whole different level of stress. There's a gentleman that did some work around um, this whole stress thing. And I wanna, I wanna share some of this. His name is Bill Ekstrom. And he does some work around um, stress. And one of the things he did is he talked about growth rings. And let's talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit. So I'm going to share with you sort of his um, his model uh, that he came up with. So these growth rings, mm -hmm. I found this to be kind of fascinating because I was like, oh, OK, so what are we actually saying here? What he's saying is that there are different phases of this sort of, quote, comfort zone. At the bottom is stagnation. And that's where it, it might be low performing. It might be in a negative growth environment. The next level up, the next ring up is order. And mm -hmm. when we are in order, this is the comfort zone. This is the comfortable environment that leads to a predictable outcome. And that's how he defines comfort zone. You know, it's predictable. This is where many of us live in this order. We know exactly what's going to happen. We know our favorite restaurant. We know the favorite beach that we like. We know, you know, where we want to go. We know the favorite route that we take to work. You know, we know when we get to the office exactly what's going to happen. This is the comfort zone here. This is the order. The next ring up is complexity. And complexity, he says, is the unpredictable environment where the outcomes are unknown. And this is where he said we should be striving to be in a place of complexity. Now, above complexity, you have chaos, which is an environment of little or no control where growth is halted. So you don't want to be in chaos, right? That doesn't feel good and it's actually counterproductive. Complexity is the place where we really want to be uh, so that that is the place where all of the magic happens. I love that model when I saw it because I was thinking, well, there's different phases and different levels of this. And how do we know where we are and where we're actually trying to go? Um, so do you all agree with that? And do you agree that that place of complexity is, is where we need to be. And, and then the thing I think about for leaders is how comfortable is that for leaders to be in a place of complexity when their entire mission is about predictability, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm, can speak mm -hmm. to any of those phases. Roz, let's, let's start with you in this. And in terms of those growth rings, do you agree that those seem to be like the natural order of things and, um, and that stagnation phase um, is really interesting to me too. I was looking at those growth rings and I was thinking about a tree, how a tree grows. Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as I saw the rings, I thought about a tree. You know, you have to plant the tree. It has to have order yep. and foundation. You have to nurture it. And then as it grows and matures, then it comes to, a, you know, kind of a, you know, a, 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 leveling, a, a level off, kind of some balance. And then it has to be pruned. Those things that are not good have, have to be pruned away so that so that we continue to get some rings around our, mm -hmm. let's say, time and age. We continue, you know, so, so that we can continue to grow. So yes, I I, I agree with that. Uh, I I I know that for me that I can get stagnant. You know, we all can get stagnant in our growth. We can get complacent. 
we can say, okay, this is not working. I give up. You know, we have those days when I say I want to give up. And just like a tree that, you know, there are times when a tree, you know, there's no growth. And, and why is there no growth? It's because of a fungus. Is it because of outside the environment, outside influences, in, internal influences? Why are we stagnant? And then once we find that out and we prune it away or, or we get help or whatever, then we can start growing again. So that's what I thought about with the tree. And yes, I told I totally agree with it. But when I saw that. Yeah, I love that, Roz. Yeah. I love that analogy because uh, I think when I was thinking about the tree, I was thinking about the chaotic part. And right now I've got a couple of trees in my yard that are living in chaos. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? I have a tree that needs to be cut really bad. Exactly. And so I, I, I guess I need to get on my J-O-B and do something about that. But, you know, but yeah, we get to, the, I love the phases and the way that he broke that down. So, so Robert, what do you, what did you think about his model in those growth rings? Well, I'm, uh, I, I got to fess up. Uh, Roz went a lot deeper than I did. She <laughs> saw the tree and this whole metaphor. I, I saw the Audi logo for some reason on, on its side there. I don't know, but, <laughs> but I, I love the model. I really do. And I think, mm -hmm. uh, I think as I looked at all four stages, I can think of times in my life and situations that I've been through where I've been in all four of those stages. And, and you can really see that that some really work better than others to to create the kind of life we really want to live. And I think the beauty of the of the complexity stage and and for me, like I'm one of those people who likes everything to be in order and be planned and have you know be on track and all that. And I literally I have I have a mechanism in my life. I have a, something I read through every day just to keep me on track. and and part of that is to remind myself that that the disorder, that everything not being okay and and everything not being predictable um, is is actually normal. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong or I'm off track if there is an element of complexity. And and I can see in that model that sometimes I look right beyond complexity and see chaos, and I really don't want that. Like chaos is not the way I want to live my life. And and I think that's some of the resistance to going from order to complexity is that I see the chaos. So I love the model. I think it's really powerful. And I agree that place of complexity really is um, where we're most productive and most likely to create a engaging and fun and, and yep. productive life. That's awesome. I, I, you know, it's so interesting when I saw that model, I was thinking like sort of like you, Robert, I was like, Ooh, I can see times in my life when I've been in those different phases. Um, and you can connect the dots. You know, you, they say you can always connect the dots looking backwards. You can never connect them looking forwards, right? So when you look backwards, you can connect the dots during times when you were living in chaos and what were the results that were sort of manifesting and happening versus the time when you were in sort of a more controlled state of complexity, but still able to move forward. So Sophie said, yes, failure pushes me um, forward. And then Stephanie joined. Good morning, Steph. Thanks for tuning in. And she says she's also shared the video. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the video. Um, and so, you know, as we go forward, one of the questions that I have is there's sort of two schools of thought on this comfort zone. Some say that you need to expand your comfort zone and others say you need to step outside of your comfort zone. So Roz, let's come to you on this one. Do you think, and you can also comment on the growth rings, of course, but what do you think? Do you think we should be stepping outside of our comfort zone or should we be expanding our comfort zone? I do a double dutch. I jump in and out. <laughs> <laughs> 
my goodness, in and out and then Marie, we're gonna come to you next. So uh, in and out of the whole comfort zone, right? I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it now. Sometimes, sometimes we step out and then sometimes we step in. So to me, it reminds me of double dutching. You know, as long as I'm okay, I, I can stay, you know, in the ropes and then you know, as something happens, then I have to get out and then, you know, kind of regroup and come back in. Or, you know, I don't feel like double dutching. I don't feel like all of that, like Robert was talking about chaos and dealing with things. So I'm just going to stay out of the, of the, you know, it's, it's not my turn. Yeah. It's not my turn. Mm-hmm. And so when it is my turn, then I'll come back. So that's how I think about it. I treat it like double dutch. I know, I know my analogies are always off, but mm-hmm. that's the way I feel. There you go. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, Marae, so um, before we come to you, Lisa says, live your life in alignment with your vision, values, excellent advice. Thanks, Robert. And then Stephanie joined as well. Good morning, Stephanie. She says, good morning, everyone. So so talk a little bit about it, Marae. Um, do you think we should be expanding our comfort zone or should we just be stepping outside of it? And then, of course, you can comment on the growth rings as well. Yeah, I think it comes down to uh, what you want, at, you know, and your values at, at, you know, those are, this is your base, you know, if you're okay with your values, then you keep on expanding because that's, that's really you. So for me, you know, when you, you have clarity on who you are and the value that you really want to live, then you, you keep on expanding. There's no limit. So uh, you, you keep the base because you need a base and then keep on expanding so that the structure doesn't fall down mm-hmm. and for me so it's more an expansion than you know stepping out of the the comfort zone which can actually bring you to the chaos that we we see at the top of your uh your pyramid that you you, you just uh, the model that you just described so you don't want to be there you, you want to be in the complexity where you have some uh basis and where you have some stability, but you just add some complexity on top of that, which is the expansion that we're, we're talking about. So I see it more like that because you don't, I don't want to stay too long in the chaos when I, you know, I jump out of my comfort zone because at the end of the day, this comfort zone have a structure. And when you go into complexity, this structure helps you to still standing. And, and that's the way I see it. Absolutely. No, that's mm-hmm. that's powerful. And, you know, mm-hmm. and understanding, I think a big part of, of this is understanding who you are, where you are mm-hmm. and what you want. Right. If you mm-hmm. can figure out those things, I don't think you have to leap outside of your comfort zone. Right. You don't no. have to leap there. Baby steps works, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in some respect, just moving, inching, inching towards the edge of that comfort zone, moving forward a little bit. And mm-hmm. then as you get closer, then you can step one toe out. And before you know mm-hmm. it, you got a leg and then you got some arms out. And eventually then you got a whole bunch of things outside of the comfort mm-hmm. zone. Right. And so there's mm-hmm. an opportunity to do that. But one of the things um, let me get Stephanie's comment in here. I've often said to remain uncomfortable, especially in a job. I get comfortable with things way too often. So being uncomfortable allows me to prepare for change. Um, I love that, especially when it comes to work. So let's talk about that, which is a it's a perfect segue into where I was going is how does this how does this really um, happen for leaders? 
right? Mm -hmm. So for leaders who are, whether you are leading your business and your organization or you're, you're leading a team within another organization, how does the moving out of your comfort zone relate to being a leader? Is it, is it relevant? Is it, does it not apply because you're a leader and you're looking for predictability and stability? Um, talk to me a little bit about that, Robert, you know, in terms of how to, it relates to leadership. Well, I just, uh, first of all, I want to tell Roz that she's my new metaphor queen. Like she's my, she's my VP of metaphors. Cause I love that, that double Dutch that, that you talked yeah. about is so beautiful because, you know, even when we're in our, in our comfort zone, it, even if it's not working, there's always something that's working. So keeping one foot in is okay. Like there's something perfectly wonderful about that. And, and, and I think, you know, I call my work with excellent decisions, leadership development work, um, because I think, you know, the leader's role is so, so important. And, and in terms of your question, I think of two things. One is if a leader is willing to step outside of their own comfort zone and model the behavior and, and be willing to go into that area of com complexity and uncertainty and, and not have all the answers, then it, it empowers their people to do the same thing. And the second side of that that comes up for me is, is if leaders are, are not going to be critical of people when they do that, if they're going to say, you know, really encourage people to make mistakes, you know, so much of the growth and the learning and, and the expansion, the kind of the life we want to lead comes from the mistakes that we've made, the lessons that we've learned. And sometimes we don't try new things because we're afraid that the leaders in our life, whether it's work or personal, are going to criticize us and beat us up if we make a mistake. So if, if leaders are willing to first of all, model it themselves. And, and second of all, not be so critical if someone else makes a mistake. And with my kids, when they were growing up, my kids are older now, but when they were growing up, we used to have something called the mistake dance, where we do a little dance when someone made a mistake and let's celebrate it, right? Like it's, I like it's, that. It, you know, and, and for me to say, hey, I've made lots of mistakes, you know, it happens every day. You want me to tell you about my mistakes today? So um, I think to me, that's where it really ties in, in a very important way to leadership. Wow. I, so I love that because the 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 feeling or the thought that you might be criticized if you step out there. Um, first of all, just going back to the definition of um, the in the growth rings, the definition of complexity means that there's unknowns. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are moving into a space where there's unknowns, that means you're taking risks. Mm -hmm. Right. And the very aspect of taking a risk means you might make a mistake. It may not work out the way that you think that it's going to work out. So organizations sometimes, I think, do everything they can to avoid mistakes. But I feel like those are the organizations that are risking stagnation and risking lacking innovation and everything else um, because of that. So. So Roz, in your business, you know, talk to us, you know, have you had to step outside of your comfort zone and really get in that space of complexity so that you can see some growth and, and do some of that? And before you respond, Mahesh is out there. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Mahesh, tell us where you're uh, where you're watching from. Also type that in the comments. And, and if you got a cup that you're drinking, don't forget to tell us what's in your cup, too. That's always fun. So, Roz, so what about that? You know, as a business owner and leader, 
um, do you have to be in that space of complexity? I do. I do. I do daily. Daily. I have to I have to step out of my comfort zone. I have to be transparent, uh, particularly because we are taking care of people. Their lives are in our hands. And so I can't be and I can't be. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And so in this, you know, when things happen, I oh, you know, my question is, what is the lesson learned? OK, so and, and I ask my employees, do you feel like I did something wrong? And if you did explain it to me, because I can learn from you just like you can learn from me. So I don't want them to ever think that because I'm the boss, I'm always right. I'm not. I'm not. I was listening to um, Denise's husband uh, where I am right now. Um, Pete was talking to his team about at halftime, the coach always comes in and says, OK, this is what's going wrong. This is what's going right. What can we do to get back out there on the t on, on the field? And when? So when something happens, that's halftime. Oh. We're supposed to regroup. We're supposed to, you know, uh, uh, you know, get the information and the encouragement that we need to be able to get back on the football field or to get back out there to play or to get back out there to work or whatever we need to do to be able to do that. So when, you know, I, that was a couple of weeks ago, I heard him give that analogy to his team. OK, we're not making enough sales. So what are we going to do? How are mm -hmm. we going to, you know, beat our competitors? How are we going to, you know, you know, get those additional sales out? So with me, how do I push you to make sure that this doesn't happen again with the with the client? How can we make sure the client is comfortable and that you are comfortable moving forward? So I have to be transparent. Mm -hmm. I have to show them that, yes, I make mistakes. I have to show them that, yes, not only can I learn from you, but you can learn from me. So then that puts us in a, in a position of being better caregivers. So then it makes the client more comfortable. Then it also makes the caregiver more comfortable that Rosalind trusts me to be here by myself with this client. So, yes, as, as leaders, we have to be we have to be transparent. But you also have to be a servant leader. You can't be a leader and never serve. Wow. You can mm -hmm. never be a leader and never serve. It's impossible. You won't get anything done. So mm -hmm. we'll pass it on to Robert. I know Robert has something to say. I see his head just. <laughs> yes. And before we do that, so, so such powerful remarks. And, mm -hmm. and Ron, I think you illustrated really beautifully for us how as a leader, you've got to be willing to do many things. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that you're not perfect is definitely one of them, because I think that gives you permission to step out there and to try things and to allow your team to try things as well. So Mahesh did respond. He said that he's watching from Mumbai. Oh, thanks so much. That wow. is amazing. It is 2100 hours there. So 9 p.m. at night. So thank you so much um, for that. And then Maria has a long quote for us. And let me just read this really quickly, Maria, and just get the key points. As a coach, I help folks step outside of their comfort zone in an effort to reach their potential. But having said that, comfort zone can be an okay place, but you need balance. It's crucial to balance growth and comfort, especially for leaders. The comfort zones conceal. Until your comfort zone is challenged and tested in one, uh, one will never fully discover your untapped and unseen potential. So thank you so much for that. And uh, Nisaboy says, uh, amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. And where are you watching from also? So, um, so more about that. Let's talk more about that as leaders 
and um, really dealing with this comfort zone, Marae. How do mm-hmm. we get out there? And then Robert, we're gonna come to you. So, so for leaders, I think there's this fear of failure. Mm-hmm. You're working in an organization, mm-hmm. they're expecting results. They're not expecting mm-hmm. failure. And so how do you balance that being a leader, understanding the importance of comfort zones and stepping outside, challenging yourself, but knowing you're taking some risks? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it comes down to the decision-making process. It's really the decision that you take <laughs> and making sure that you involve the right people in, in this decision-making process because otherwise, you know, it's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. You, you get stuck. And uh, taking decisions also mean that there's, there's going to be two outcomes. It, it's, it can be success, you can be successful or you, 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 you're not going to be successful. But the most important thing is the feedback. Even when you're not successful, yep. get this feedback so that you can rectify and feel okay with you know, uh, get, get, getting those failures because this feedback and look at this feedback as something that's going to actually help you to go to the next level because then you can evaluate do you do you have gaps do you need support do you need anything so it helps you to be comfortable and then move uh, to the next level when you you find out what what's happening with you and as a leader you need that so you need to take those hard decisions see what's going to get uh, what you're going to get out of it if it's not good reevaluate and see what are the gaps and where you have to improve, but do it naturally without, you know, uh, criticism or anything or feeling like, you know, uh, and explain that. I think you said that, you know, um, the management or any, or I don't know, the shareholder, you know, they want a result, but you, you can explain to them that, you know, this decision, yes, I've, I've not, you know, come up with the right result, but this is how I think we can, you know, manage that. We need to, I don't know, these are the gaps. We need to uh, do something about it and, and really move forward. And, and the communication aspect, again, is, is something very important because when you can't communicate, you're blocked and you, 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 are, you, you have fear. And, uh, and and things that, that they don't work. Yeah. So you have to create a channel of a communication that is really good where you can exchange ideas and where you can also, you know, make sure that, you know, when those failures happen, people understand that it's part of the process. It's part of, you know, yeah. uh, bringing us forward because without those failures and without the, the feedback, we can't move. We can't yeah. move. We, we yeah. just stay stuck where we are and, and nothing happened. I love I love that communication aspect that you brought in. Mm-hmm. What you're really mm-hmm. talking about is managing expectations around mm-hmm. the fact that you are going to take some risk as a leader. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Dr. Florence says, I'm greeting you from uh, Burundi. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And then Mahesh mm-hmm. says, uh, these are diff- definitely challenging times for leaders, Rhonda. Even the uh, most best are struggling to keep up. That's such an mm-hmm. important point. I think mm-hmm. many of us right now 
now have been pushed out of the car. I think we've mm-hmm. been thrown out of the comfort zone, right? And they've mm-hmm. thrown our bags out behind us, like everybody mm-hmm. get out of the comfort zone. But look at some of the innovation that's happening because of that. So Robert, I knew there was a reason that I wanted to come to you after Murray <laughs> because you brought in the amazing decisions, right? And so yes. that is your your sort of your area. So talk to us a little bit more about this. Well, Marae's my new agent, so she set me up perfectly. <laughs> well, no, and I think, you know, the, the reason why my work is branded around excellent decisions and, and the conversation we've had today is a beautiful example of this is, is there's the world we live in where we're out there and we're taking action and we're creating results and experiences in our life. But then there's all this inner work. You know, the, the comfort zone conversation is really about the experience we're having inside, the resistance that we feel. And we all have thoughts that we think and beliefs that we hold and habits that we've developed. And that's all the inner work. And the reason why the decisions are so important in, in my experience and, and why it, it's really so critical to look at what's driving the decisions we make is that the the decisions we make are the bridge between those two worlds. You know, we can't go, you know, as much as we we have somebody here joining us from Mumbai, which is amazing, but we can't go to India and live in a cave and become enlightened and somehow create the, the, the life we want to live. We've got to take action and get out there in the world. And yet getting out there and taking action and and that's all we do, that doesn't work so well either. Because again, going back to the stress idea, that's a very stressful experience. Mm-hmm. And and when we when we balance those two and make really good decisions, make decisions based on what's really important to us, then we end up creating the results and experiences we really want um, rather than um, you know, a life filled with the stress and anxiety. And again, you talked about today's world. Boy, there's plenty of that ex- external stress and anxiety out there. So all of this conversation, I believe, is more important than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And, and I want to. So if you're just tuning in, you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show and we're having a conversation about uh, the comfort zone and you know, what does it mean to be in the comfort zone? How do you know when it's time to step out of the comfort zone? And what's waiting for you outside of the comfort zone, right? So that can be a very scary thing. Um, but right now, given our current times, let's stay on that aspect a little bit because we are in such times of turmoil and uh, organizations and leaders and us as individuals, as just citizens um, have been forced to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit. Before we got, uh, before we went live, Robert and I were talking about the fact that I watch a lot of sci-fi. And so uh, I am a sci-fi fan. I I watch all kinds of strange creatures and all this craziness, right? But walking around, so this is my first big trip since all of this crazy stuff happened. I drove to San Antonio and I'm gonna be flying to San Diego on Monday. And, but it just feels like an alien world. Like I'm walking around, I've got this mask on, everybody else has these masks on. How many sci-fi movies have I watched where people are like in these, you know, respirator masks and, you know, and things. It That's what it feels like. It's definitely outside of the comfort zone. But at the same time, I feel like there's such opportunity for organizations, leaders, and us all as individuals to disrupt us to use this time to innovate. What Mm -hmm. can we do right now to push ourselves towards innovating which and making something magical happen? Mm -hmm. In order for that to happen, you can't can't be comfortable, 
right? Mm -hmm. I watched a little clip uh, preparing for this show by Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey said, you know, um, I guarantee you, if you want to be normal, if you want to be mediocre, cool. That's okay. Nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. Just stay where you are. But if you want magic in your life, if you have greatness in you, Miss Greatness Engineer, right? If you have all of these amazing things that you want, you have got to push outside mm -hmm. of that comfort zone. So, mm -hmm. so Roz, is there a strategy to help people um, begin? And uh, let me first get in these comments. So first, um, hello, Regina. G Regina joined the show. This is my beautiful sister. So thank you for tuning in, sis. I appreciate that. Uh, Mahez says, completely agree with Mr. McPhee, but India is the land of opportunities <laughs> as of now, though there is stress and anxiety in every sphere of life. I'm with you, Mahesh. I know even in the midst of this chaos, uh, same here, Rhonda, sci-fi, <laughs> beat me to the U.S. I was going to ask you to beat me to Mumbai, Mahesh. We, we got to get on the same page here. <laughs> Maybe we could do a cross-beaming thing. So, uh, given, given where we are, how do we how do we take advantage of this time of chaos mm -hmm. and crisis that we're in? Take the chaos and crisis and bring it back down to the ring of complexity, so that we can make magic happen, Roz. For me to come out of my comfort zone and to deal with this, I'm doing something that I hate with a passion. I'm journaling. I tell my clients to journal. I tell everybody else to journal. I finally sat down and bought me a journal. Finally. And started scribing some things. Remember how I used to write lines? I will not talk in class. I will not be done. <laughs> so I have one book for journal and one book for writing lines. So when I've done something I'm not supposed to do, I will not whatever. <laughs> but but the journaling, the journaling has been good and 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 writing lines has also been good because I set my tone for the day. You know, I'm going to have a great day. You know, mm -hmm. I you know, I'm going to be successful. I am successful. I'm I'm walking in victory. So, you know, the lines that we used to write a long time ago. Yeah, they were good and bad to help us. So we wouldn't do it again. But then also, too, we can use that same strategy. Mm -hmm to help us, you know, come outside of our comfort zone. So like I said, journaling and writing of the lines. So I want to thank all my teachers that helped me write the lines that I am still practicing that skill and keeping up my handwriting <laughs> skill. Thank you so much. But yeah, journaling has been big for me and, and has helped me. So it's one of the things that Roz is talking about is adding adding things that you don't normally do to your life mm -hmm. and routine that that sort of get you a little bit uncomfortable people say it can even be as simple as if you normally get out of bed every seat if you are a routine person and mm -hmm. i know some routine people like my son <laughs> in the other room sleeping my son is a huge routine person right he is one of these people this is what he does this is the routine this is the time this is this is how i like it very much routine so every now and then i'll just kind of push him outside of the comfort zone a little bit i'm like come on let's go to this new place or order this new food so the other day we were ordering a dinner and we decided to order um from a korean restaurant and we just ordered all the stuff we had never had before Mm -hmm. Right. So we just ordered all of this different stuff. And he was kind of looking at me with the side eye like, 
are you sure about this? But I'm like, come on, it'll be fine. If we don't like it, we just don't have to do it again. Right? Exactly. So what can we do, even in the basics of our routine, to begin mm-hmm. to move ourselves out of the comfort zone? Marie, what can we do? It comes down to the mindset because I think what, what's happening when we get uncomfortable or when we are in a situation like that, we're scared because we don't know where we're going. We, we, don't, we can't predict. So there's a panic and, uh, and we start to retract. But I think what we need to be comfortable with is say, okay, I don't know what's coming, but I'm just going to do whatever I can do. And whatever the result, I will I will manage. And I think you have to set yourself up, you know, set your mindset to to try and to you know to look at different things that you can do from from a different point of view, and and just go for it. Because sometimes thinking is just killing us. You know, you you don't have to think too much. You just have to decide. You decide what you want to do, and then go for it. And whatever you know, the result of the action. Just, you know, sit down, learn from it and get moving. Because I think when you don't move, that's when you get paralyzed and you're afraid of, you know, uh, getting out of your comfort zone. So get moving, even if you fall, stand up, get moving and and keep going, especially in such a chaotic, I would say, an uncertain and volatile, you know, disrupted world that we are living in. Because we, we don't know, we actually don't know. So the best way to know is to try. So right. just don't. Yeah. <laughs> what is Nike says, just do it, right? So Mahesh said yeah, hello yeah. to Regina. <laughs> Regina said you're welcome. We're <laughs> 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 talking about the sci-fi. We're talking about Captain Spago. Mahesh, we have a whole conversation around this. And then, um, and then he says, Miss Jones, changing times and technology has changed everything. There's no routine mm-hmm. anymore. Every day is new, is a new thing to go after. And uh, that speaks to what Marae was just talking mm-hmm. about around mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Every day is is a new opportunity. And uh, Regina says, just decide. Mm-hmm. And then but Lisa has a really interesting comment. Lisa says, what about prevention and early warning systems? Why do we have to get into the disorder zone? And Robert, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring this one to you because I'm not sure it's the disorder zone that we want to get in, Lisa. I think mm-hmm. it's that complexity, complexity. zone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The disorder zone reminds me of the chaos, which is where you want to avoid because at that point mm-hmm. it's counterproductive. You really can't do anything um, in that zone. So, so Robert, speak to this a little bit. Well, if I understand the question correctly, you know, we all have these warnings that go off, you know, like you were even saying, like your example about being at a restaurant, deciding you're going to order all this new stuff. There's something in our mind as human beings that makes us think that this is like, oh, no, don't do that. Like, like, that's a life threatening situation, right? Like, oh, my, what if what if we don't like it, you know, like, and, and somebody years ago, and I thought of this when when Murray was sharing this a moment ago, but somebody years ago, and I, I wish I could remember who, but I don't, um, taught me a really powerful question to help get through that. And the question is to ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like if I order all the new stuff, like what is the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing is I don't like any of it and I'm hungry. So what the heck? Mm-hmm. Go for it, right? <laughs> now, if you if you ask that question and that it really is a life-threatening mm-hmm. situation or there's something mm-hmm. very serious, then by all means, treat it differently. But as human beings, we have this tendency to, you know, treat those early warning signs um, 
like like they're life threatening. And most mm -hmm. of the time, they're just not. Right. I mean, I remember at one point in my in my previous life when I was running a company, I was going to a meeting, and I was listening to myself get all worked up, right? Like this potential client, and it was really important. And what if I say the wrong thing? And I was like dude, what are you doing to yourself? Just take a breath, right? And I literally mm -hmm. asked myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that happens is I go into the office, I trip and fall, I break something and he kicks me out and I, I don't even get to talk to him, right? And so what? You know, I don't have him as a client now. I don't have him as a client then. It, nothing's gotten worse. And it allowed mm -hmm. me to just relax and try something mm -hmm. new and do it and see how it went and, and much more effectively. So anyway, that question, um, you know, what is the worst thing that could happen is a really empowering one for a lot of people to get over those things when when we're mm -hmm. sometimes making it worse than it actually is. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I think this is a perfect time to bring in Regina's comment. And she says, yes, just decide. Just decide. Right. Yeah. Let's make a decision and that you're going to mm -hmm. go for it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. So mm -hmm. I always say, you know, I like to leave and I, I've moved several times and most mostly for you know career or whatever but i would move and then um someone would say well what do you know about that place and i'm like well i don't know a lot and they're like yeah but but why are you moving there and, and what if you don't like it and and i said well then i just leave like there are no locks locking me in mm -hmm. to that place right if i don't like it then i'll just leave and i'll go do something so it's rarely as serious as we make it out to be so mahesh says like i said things and situations are so dynamic we are only reactive and not proactive because of the volatility that we're in today so i think mahesh mm -hmm. Because we're in a state of volatility and chaos as an as a sort of a country and different countries and just as citizens, I think you have to be very intentional about bringing that level of complexity down a little bit so that you're taking uh, more intentional kinds of risk and and uh, decisions. And he was laughing at us too. I don't know which part he was laughing at, but uh, Abraham said, it's glorious to see you all. Thank you so much for joining and tuning in. It's great to have Hi, you. Uh, Hillary says, great show. Hillary's actually going to be joining us on the show, Hillary. So we are very much looking forward to you. And Abraham says, a very constructive and realistic discussion. Thank you so much. And you know, that really is what we're about here is we want to have fun, but we also want to take the situations that we're dealing with, um, all of us at, at, as leaders and in our personal lives and just talk about what, how, how we can get through those. So we'll do a rapid round of any last minute thoughts. Robert, I'm going to come to you last so that you can let folks know how they can learn more about uh, you and that work. That so you Roz can set me up with a perfect metaphor. That's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Ray, that means you got to go first because Roz has got to set up Robert. Uh, okay. All right. So I, I mean, for me, it's simple. And uh, and and I have a system for that that, that I, I call DARE. So for me, the DARE is D, you decide, and then you act. And then you you evaluate, so you review what you you know what you get, and then if you don't get what you want, you go you go back to the, the drawing board, and if you 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 have what you want, you have to keep expanding because that's you know that's keep you moving, and that keeps you you know growing. So because you don't want to stay at the same level, which is the comfort zone where people want to get stuck. So it's really simple for me, just there and just do it. Well, I love it. Just dare and just do it. That's awesome. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. Roz, any final thoughts that you might have on people that are in their comfort zone or how they can get out or how they should just not worry about it? 
You know what? I always say that you can't create in chaos. And when I think of chaos, I think of if anybody remember the old show Sanford and Son, where they had everything all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are comfortable, you know, Sanford was all right with that because he was a junk man. But but all of us, you know, we can't operate in stuff that's all over the place. So that's stressful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to clean up internally so that externally, you know, it's going to remove some of that stress. So what's going on with us internally that's so chaotic, so junky. And then, you know, we have to clean up that junk so that we can you know, begin to live that stress-free life and be, be a better leader, but you can't, you can't create in chaos and you can't lead in chaos. And Robert, now it's your turn. <laughs> Five. Yeah, no, I know. I knew you guys had set me up perfectly. No. And, and my, my final thought would be, cause, cause I'm, I'm kind of listening to us through the, the minds that as best I can, the people who are listening to us. And, and I, I hear this, like, yeah, that all sounds good, but you know the truth is I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to be comfortable, you know? And and I think that's true for all of us. And and I would go back, I said at the beginning my definition of a comfort zone is when the results we're getting match our self-image, our our beliefs about who we are. And I think the key really is to create a new comfort zone, not just to get outside, not just to expand, but to really create a new comfort zone. And and that we absolutely can do that by starting and again, I know I'm biased, but starting with our vision and our values and what's really important to us, seeing something new as a possibility, which makes us uncomfortable, but then mm-hmm. thinking differently and acting differently to create a new result that matches that new self-image, that new belief, that new vision. And literally, we create a new comfort zone that's based on what we want and what's important to us. And, and to me, that's the key to really living our lives the way we want to be getting the results and experiences that we really want. I love that. And, and Robert, how can folks um, learn more about you if they want to learn more about making excellent decisions? Um, not that hard to find. If you go to excellentdecisions.com, uh, if people want to get a free PDF copy of my book and a, and a video that talks a little bit more about this whole comfort zone issue, um, excellentdecisions.com mm-hmm. forward slash joy. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So wait, guys, we can't forget this one. So everybody hold up your cup because I am really good at forgetting the post-production shop. So hold up your (laughs) cup and a big smile. Awesome. That'll be our post-production shot. So I want to share this. I'm going to share my screen and I want to share this quote um, as we as we wrap up. So I love this quote, coming out of your comfort zone is tough in the beginning, chaotic in the middle and awesome in the end, because in the end, it shows you a whole new world. And that's a quote by uh, Minaj Aurora. And um, I really like that because it it helps us to say, yeah, you're going to feel some things going through that. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. As we said earlier, it is absolutely part of the process. You know, uh, in a book, in one of my, I think it was my second book that I wrote called The Dream Life Roadmap. Um, One of the uh, chapters in there, I talked about risk, managing risk and um, and fear. And in managing the risk, one of the things that we talk about is um, having, like like Marae say, having a a system, a set of criteria. So uh, I put a risk tolerance sort of a checklist in there to help people Mm -hmm. say, 
because you do want to be comfortable that you're making excellent decisions, right? You you don't want to just be willy-nilly throwing caution to the wind and going crazy with it because then um, things positive things may not result from that. But you want to be in that more controlled state. You want to be in complexity. You want to manage the risk. You want to evaluate those risks uh, and look at then ultimately, is it worth it for you to go in this direction? And then something Marie said that was really, really important. And that is you've got to communicate, especially if you are a leader and you are managing uh, a team or your organization, um, being clear about the purpose mm-hmm. of taking these risks and understanding it is a process. And if it doesn't work, it's not the end. We'll go back to the drawing board. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that keeps organizations stuck and not mm-hmm. moving to a stress-free culture because they're not sure what's on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. But in, in, they limit themselves that way. So just to wrap up, um, so I got to go back a little bit. So Abraham said, uh, you know, Robert, you are spot on in saying that. Oh, Mahesh says we have to unburn and then sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mahesh says, Robert, you sound more like Ryan Seacrest. Well, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. Wow. I was going to say, but that's a new one. And then Regina says, I have decided it is time to come out of my comfort zone. Good for you. Work is magic. The magic happens outside. Menage um, O'Hara, it's a fantastic quote, says Abraham. And then Maria, as our last comment, you get the last word, Maria. She says, great conversation, folks. So I have a blast every week with all of you. I want to thank everyone who tuned in to the show today. Um, I hope that you have found it valuable. Don't forget, you can always go back. You can rewatch the episode, watch the replay. You can like and comment along the way. And we uh, want you always to remember to stay positive, be empowered, and always express gratitude and appreciation for what's in your cup. We're going to see you back here next week at the same time, same station. Uh, For my panel, please hold on for just a second. For everybody else, we'll see you all back here uh, next week. And have yourself an amazing, amazing day as Robert holds up his black sheep. You are not our black sheep, Robert and Roz. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) 